Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Dietrich. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Taj. Yes, you are. And uh, <laughs> hey, for those who have not been a part of the podcast, this is where a couple of guys get together. We make up a theme. We come up with songs for those themes and we call that Side A. And once we done with Side A, we switch over to Side B because we have some homework where we go over a particular album or critique it, whatever anybody likes or doesn't like about it. So in this situation, Taj, let's go ahead and drop that needle and let's go to side A. Cool. And in this situation, um, we're talking about favorite metal songs. Um, metals is is always been a part of rock as it's coming to coming to being. It's had its own ups and downs on what metal should actually be. But I think for me, metal is always going to be one of those picks where, you know, it was you either like it or you don't. You know, you have heavy metal, you've got death metal, you got hair metal, you got new metal. You know, you've got all these different genres of metal. But really and truly, the whole the whole theme behind the situation was your favorite metal song. So my pick um, for favorite metal song is not really, you know, the most known song. It's not really the best song that's out here, the meaning behind the situation. Um, but really and truly, I, I picked it because it had story for me, right? So this particular song was done by a group, um, maybe known in the metal metal area because they've, they've been out for a while now. Um, but it was like, it was 2002. Um, there was a, a, a song that came out and really kind of struck a chord with me. One, because uh, I heard it later. I heard it around 2013. Um, the reason why I heard it was because it was one of those where there was a lot of change ups in the song. I actually saw the video first. So the first thing out of my mind was, okay, what, what can, what can I do with this? And so I just started listening to it and started, you know, feeling it about the band. Um, the song itself is My Last Serenade. Uh, the band's name is Killswitch Engage. And the reason why I brought it up was because it was kind of an interesting story behind it, right? So first and foremost, I like all metal. And when I say all metal, I mean all metal. Um, I listen to metal all the time, which is kind of weird for me being a black guy. Um, everybody would look at me crazy in my headphones because they would hear something blaring out. And, you know, this is around the time of, of, um, what do you call it? Not, not, uh, see, what do you, Walkmans? There we go. Walkmans. Like I was listening to everything outside the sun. Uh, especially growing up. So you would come to my headphones and everybody's thinking that I'm playing some some rap song or some R&B song. Nah, I'm, I'm sitting up here banging out, you know, corn or I'm banging out tool or I'm banging out um, just, you know, different different things in general. Um, Motorhead. I was, oh, my God. I was the biggest Motorhead fan. So and of course, Metallica and all the bands that came, you know, you know after the fact or whatever the situation may be. But this song kind of hit me because of the chord changes and how everything was working out. But really and truly, it's a song about a group called Killstreet Engage. They've had several, um, several guys who have come in and, and, and be lead singers of the band. They've made several adjustments within the band itself. Um, the sound is never, never really, um, never really taken off, so to speak. 
Um, but let me just say this. So what I found funny about it was the song was the lead singer that was singing at the time. He was actually going through some throat issues um, to the point where he had scarred up his, his uh, uh, tonsil tissues and, and, and throat tissues and, and really cracked it to the point where his vocal cords were shot. So this was actually the last song um, that he put out as, you know, the lead singer of the band before he could no longer sing. And so he was not able to do, you know, metal music anymore. And so it was kind of like that tribute to him singing out and, and being involved with the band. And from there, they went on to another lead singer who came in. And then I think he got big headed after like six months and decided to lead the band. And they've been switched out like five or six lead singers, which is kind of crazy for a band to, to interact with that. But uh, I know I'm kind of rambling on and on with it, but in all honesty, this was one of my favorite metal songs just because of the chord changes, because of the, the syncopation that was going on back and forth between the drum set and the guitar licks and the way his voice changed. Because in the first part of the verse, he's literally doing the whole throat singing and then he comes out singing the hook and it's like, oh, damn, this dude could actually blow. So it kind of threw me off. But what do y'all think about it? Um, I, so I, I liked it. It was, uh, I didn't know the whole story behind it. And that's like super interesting. Like it's, um, for sure. Like it's for me, it's a modern heavy metal song. Like it, it has all the, the tropes of it. And, um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> so, I wish I, I had more to say about it, but yeah, I'll see what everybody else has to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say, like, I know the band. Uh, I do consider myself a metal fan. Um, not as much metal these days I like unless it's either a throwback or something really special or unique. Um, honestly, like, I, I wasn't really that big a fan of the song, to be honest. Like, it's, I'm glad that you shared the story and it may seem kind of rude to not say you like the song, especially after sharing that story about the, the singer, but it's also kind of metal, to be honest. Um, and I, I wasn't a big fan. Uh, it's, it's not really my favorite kind of vocals in metal. I'm, you know, like I'm more of a heavy, like classic heavy metal guy. I prefer that kind of vocal. So it was hard to get behind it because I didn't really, I don't enjoy that kind of vocal. And I also feel really old sometimes because when I heard the song, like this is really loud and, uh, and that kind of hurt my ears a little bit. I'm like, this is too loud for me. I can't enjoy this. Um, I'm like, what did he say? So, uh, I, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't for me because it's just, I do consider myself a metal fan. This is just not the kind of metal that I really gravitate towards. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Darren, what you think, man? All right. Damon. Damon. <laughs> I was just staring in another life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess Brandon needs to put his earplugs in because I liked the band. I like the song. Um, it kind of has like a new, newer, metal band sound mixed with some older Slayer and Sepultura stuff like that uh, I'm definitely a metal fan probably my favorite genre I think out of out of all the genres because I like all music but yeah Killswitch Engage good band kind of like it starts out a little bit like a lot of uh, like other newer like 20, 2010s you know 20, 2006 that era um, what 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 year did this come out, Dietrich? Oh, I think it was two thousand four, nine, two thousand, or two thousand, maybe. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that has a that has definitely like that uh, festival circuit like sound. They are kind of a showy band with that sound, a radio radio hit band, um, and that's okay too. I like that. You know, I like I like a lot of uh, metal. That's um, it doesn't necessarily have to be underground or like old school metal. I like all metal though. Um, that's why I, I liked a lot about like some of Brandon's picks are like old school metal or metal I haven't heard of or something that he might have found on vinyl, which is really cool. I really dig that too. But uh, yeah, Kill Switch Engage definitely one of my new favorites. Got to start listening to them guys for sure. Thanks, thanks for that selection. So. Okay, well there you have it, uh, Brandon. Who you got, man? Well, I went in a different direction. Uh, I went back in time, like I usually do. Um, I did not go with anything new. I kind of like I mentioned before, I prefer more classic heavy metal. And that's what I picked. Uh, I picked a song from 1980. The song is called Angel Witch from the band Angel Witch. Uh, Angel Witch was formed in 1976, and this song actually comes from their debut album from 1980. Uh, the first time I ever heard this song, as far as I can remember, was actually from a video game. Uh, it was a video game from 2009 called Brutal Legend uh, with the voice of Jack Black. And the whole soundtrack is just heavy metal music. Uh, and, you know, growing up, I would listen to some metal, but not a lot. Like I knew the big names, you know, like Metallica and uh, Black Sabbath and and Megadeth and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't really listen to too much of it. Uh, kind of like I said, maybe on a previous episode with punk, you know, I got more into metal probably later in life. I would say probably in my thirties than I did, you know, when I was growing up. Um, but that definitely deep dive after playing that game, Brutal Legend, because I loved the music in that video game and I needed to know everything about these bands. And that's exactly what I did. And, um, this was one of the songs that completely just blew me away when I first heard it and still resonates. I dig the hell out of this song. Um, they come from a, uh, a, a subgenre of metal. It's called NWOBHM, which is the new wave of British heavy metal. Uh, it was formed in like the, the mid 1970s and was sort of, in, it was inspired by like the early, early 70s metal music with like a, a punk aesthetic to it. Um, and I just, I totally adore it. And if you're curious about any other bands that are part of that subgenre, bands like uh, Iron Maiden, Motorhead, uh, Venom, um, even uh, Def Leppard when they first started were considered part of that subgenre. Um, so anyway, I love the hell out of the song. I know it is repetitive as hell sometimes because they say the chorus again and again, but the instruments, the guitar licks, uh, the vocals, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so engaging and, and just, you know, I find myself just kind of carried away and just singing along because it's really easy to sing along because there's not a lot of lyrics to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and kind of to Damon's point, I actually have this on vinyl as well. 
because that's how much I love Angel Witch and how much I love the full album itself. But nice. this is the, the highlight for me on this album. Um, very different from some of the other selections that you guys have made, but I could not not pick something from around this era because to me, this is the best time for heavy metal is the, the late 70s and the early 80s. Uh, so yeah, Angel Witch by Angel Witch. So I, the minute you told, uh, set the title, um, like I was pretty sure I knew which song it was because I remember you playing that video game. Cause I, I'm pretty sure you beat the video game and I didn't cause, mm-hmm. cause I remember going over when you were on the final stage and you're like, look at this crazy stuff I can do. And I'm pretty yeah. sure this song was playing like in the final battle. So, um, but yeah. I, and you know, what's funny is that there was a point where you could just pick certain songs to play. Like <laughs> you had like a radio kind of like you do in like Grand Theft Auto. And, and I would just like constantly, Constantly play this song over and over again. So, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, uh, the, the the song, yeah, it, it's it's an earworm for sure. Once you hear it, it kind of gets in your in your head, and you know you keep humming it and thinking about it. And it's it's a good metal song for sure. Uh, I enjoyed it. So cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think that I think the uh, the guitar licks, as you called them, are really awesome. I mean, the drums, the drum uh, sequence is so fucking badass, and it's timeless too. This band, I wouldn't have thought that they were something from like the, you said the seventies. What year was it again? They were formed in seventy six, and their debut album came out oh in eighty. Wow, they they're and before actually, their time, and they still perform today. Oh, that's amazing! I'd love to see those guys live. Um, all right, Brandon, we got a show to book for sure. But uh, yeah, no. That's that's definitely awesome, and I was I was surprised by the year for sure. I mean, timeless man. Uh, kind of re- it reminds me of like uh, just some some of the bands like my go tos are always in the two thousands. Cars, I don't know why. It's like didn't I hear music you know in the nineties or the eighties? Uh, I was probably six in the eighties. But uh, yeah, the '90s are my second favorite decade, but 2000s for sure. But yeah, no, I love it when you bring us back to this the era when I when I was like six months old. My parents were probably listening to this stuff. I hope that my dad had this playing at one point in his muscle car. <laughs> but yeah, love it, man. Hey man, I got no qualms with this one. Um, I, I remember the band not for this song. I actually, what was it? Uh, Sorcerers, I think, was on that album. Um, maybe I want to say it was a song, song called Sorcerers. It was on Angel Wars that I actually uh, listened to. Um, that I heard from. Oh shit, I can't remember who I heard it from. But uh, yeah, I did go back and listen to this one. Um, classic metal running and running all the way the chords running uh the guitar licks running everything was at a fast pace and it worked like it definitely i understand why you like it so much so yeah cool so okay all right who's next so next in this uh we're gonna talk about damon damon what you got for us man all right, yeah. Um, so I, I like to I like to talk about bands I've seen live. Uh, this band I never thought I was going to see until a few years ago. They played. Um, it was a tour with Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson's been around forever. So it was this band, this band is called Slipknot. Uh, Slipknot. That is definitely a, a heavy metal band. They are performers. These guys get on stage. They have costumes. They have masks. I don't think they ever go without their masks. No. Uh, I've never seen without their mask. If you've never seen aerial drums 
see fucking aerial drums because it's awesome. And if you want to see that for a metal show, it's very appropriate. So the band started in 95. They're from Iowa, which I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, Sean Crahan's the creator of the band. He started those guys up. Um, their drummer, the aerial drum master, Joey uh, Jordison. So awesome to see live. Uh, really good fit with Marilyn Manson. I've seen Marilyn Manson like four times and I only saw a slip not once, but I had to see him. And what better time to see him <laughs> then with another band that i love too so um and uh i think that yeah if you can if you can definitely check these guys out that would be um that would be ideal i don't know how often they come through our area in austin but uh my song pick was before i get And before I get kind of like, I think a lot of their music sort of talks about, this is why I like Slipknot. Um, they talk about like society um, and just like how you fit in. It's more of a, they, they have a lot of social commentary, which is really cool. I think a lot of metal bands that I like do do that. And that's why I like metal a lot. Sort of like going against the grain. Um, the lyrics are always really heavy with Slipknot. And you could probably sing Slipknot to acoustic and still make it good. <laughs> With their lyrics. So uh, my my choice track was Before I Forget, and that's from Slipknot. I think that was uh, um, Antennas from Hell, and I believe that was early 2000s. I want to say 2006, but I could be wrong about that. So what do you all think? I've been going first. Somebody else go first. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll jump in really quick because I think okay. you guys might already know what my answer is going to be. Um, I'm not really into it. Uh, again, it's just not my kind of metal. Um, I get there. I know how, how big they are. I know how famous they are. And I know that they have a huge following. But again, it's just, it's not the kind of metal that I gravitate towards. You know, I definitely am more of a classic metal guy. And there are new metal bands that I actually really like, but they are more on par with the older music, older heavy metal that I enjoy more. Um, again, it's just, it's, it's, it's just how, how loud it is sometimes. And, and it's the vocals. Like what really breaks metal for me is like the metal that I don't like are vocals. And if I can't get behind the vocals on a metal song, even as great, uh, as great as the sound is instrumentally, as soon as that vocal kicks in and I don't like the vocal, I'm not going to like the song. Uh, because there, there's like certain metal, like, uh, like black metal and death metal that like, instrumentally i think are great but then that vocal kicks in i'm like and it's ruined for me um and that's kind of how i feel <laughs> it's how i kind of feel about like like slipknot too like i just don't like the vocals and so i can't really get into it because of the vocals but i appreciate everything that they do it's just not yeah i think they're like that's probably like what most people's complaints about it would be but i think the instrumental is definitely tight and like their their act is good they're very like showy you know with the costume changes and so is Marilyn Manson. That's like that was a perfect duo. Um, I, th- I think I saw in 2018, and uh, yeah, that was just that was a really good show. Um, I want to see more, so hopefully I'll I'll catch them on the next tour. I'm sure they're touring like everybody else's. So right, this song I can say that I didn't like it as much. Um, I'm more of a psychosocial individual. That was more that was kind of okay. <laughs> how it comes to this group. But I mean, I'm yeah. not too much mad at it. Um, 
Right. That's, that's a good pick. I definitely like Slipknot uh, for for how they come across, and and they definitely know how to play their instruments. So, no complaints here. Other than I didn't like it as much. I got other songs that I like more. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Did you like the uh, album in general, Antennas from Hell? Was that something that you just don't gravitate to compared to their other stuff? I mean, when we're talking about albums with them. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I think they changed it up. You know what I mean? Like their different yeah. albums are different. So yeah, um, uh, the great chapter is probably one of my one I one I actually kind of like with them. But I mean, I'm not tripping on that. Uh, I'm not tripping on Iowa either. That was actually kind of a pretty good one. But right, I'm not gonna go too far off into the weeds with it. But yeah, I kind of like kind of like a couple songs more than than this one here. But all in all, I still think it's a great pick. Yeah, and I, I, I know what you're saying. I think that I liked it more for the lyrics. Uh, I definitely like, I do like the uh, the beat and the song. The instrumental is good. Uh, I like the lyrics more so than some of the other songs that were on this album. But I gravitate to uh, uh, Antennas from Hell when it comes to Slipknot. So, so um, I, I can't say if I've actually listened to Slipknot before. So, um, you know, it for sure it has all the the, the classic tropes of modern metal so I, I kind of you know respected it for what i was doing there um um and you know it did have that um you know it, it did have a good good rhythm to it so it, it you know i appreciate it for that and so um yeah it's metal just wasn't quite my jam this i get you if you yeah. if you weren't i see what you're saying tosh so if you weren't introduced to the metal as a kid or if you weren't hanging out with people that were listening to it it is something that would be really hard to get into and just be like okay i like that i'm right. not a huge sports guy but i did play football in high school and i remember like pantera was our our song our go-to like we i think it was like cowboys from hell anything off of that we'd play something right before we went out to like start a game right and right. everybody just got really riled up and um that was probably one of my first introductions of some metal um because in the 90s i think i i listened to a lot of like seattle grunge and stuff like that but metal was still in the mix um so no i i, I know what you're saying for sure okay it's like a it, you know if you're not surrounded by it or or if you don't have like somebody to show you that, especially when you're younger, it's yeah, it's it totally makes sense. Okay, it's okay. It's okay if we're scared, Taj. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Taj is like, okay, it's, I don't know what to do. Huh? It, it's dark in there. I, I need my nightlight and my we'll give, you a, we'll give you a flashlight. <laughs> give me a flashlight. <laughs> give you your whoopee. Uh, no, you can't go nowhere without your whoopee. So it's all good. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that was that was kind of cool Tyler, what you got man what you what you bringing us with all right so um all right so i'm gonna go through <laughs> Taj's history of metal just because um anyways it, for reasons for reasons um all right so um i've talked before how i thought how i thought <laughs> guns and roses was it was heavy metal <laughs> which they're not um the uh, kind that's what i'm saying i had thought and then um i had they're somebody pop, they're poppy they're poppy they're poppy yeah but the, and then like later on i had somebody that gave me a mixtape um that had some stuff and one of the ones that i remember off of that mixtape was um uh, black sabbath's iron man but i didn't go with that because i was like it's it, what's interesting about that song i'm just gonna say in an offshoot mention is like it's a really slow song but yeah it's heavy metal and so that's why i didn't think 
that's kind of why I didn't go with it. But anyways, um, you know, going forward in time, like the next things that I thought of that came to mind that I still didn't go with uh, were Evanescence and 30 Seconds to Mars. Because <laughs> I know I know 30 Seconds to Mars, not a lot of people <laughs> like or respect. You're, you're, you're picking that's good not, bands, but they're not, not that genre. That's not metal. <laughs> 30 Seconds to Mars, bro. Are you sure? You you could have picked yeah. Ghost, man. You could have picked the song from Ghost. <laughs> so 30 Seconds to Mars is alternative rock. That's yes, all. Yes, that's alternative all the way. And that's a great band. Um, I actually met those guys at South by Southwest. It was, I have a funny story, but I won't get <laughs> Shout out to Jim Leto, but no. Right. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> So, do we, so do we have to have a shout out to Jared Leto? Can we erase that? over it. Not a problem. So, I think he was in Dallas Buyers Club too. He's in a lot of clubs. Actually, guys, I'm Jared Leto. I'm that good a method actor. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> so autograph. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so anyway, so I kept I kept researching other other stuff to to pick for a metal song. Um, and so I, you know, I did li- listen to some like classic heavy metals first, and then I went to new, you know, modern heavy metal. And what I finally s- settled on, which the, the song I actually like, I do, I like the way it comes in. I like the way it starts. I like the lyrics to it. Um, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it's not death metal, so I can understand the lyrics <laughs> more so. So it's, it's like a, just a, you know, modern heavy metal. And so the band I picked was Parkway Drive. I'll be honest. Yes. I never heard them before when I did the research for this episode. And the song I picked, which is not one of their biggest songs. Um, but I, I like the song. It's the first song of theirs that I heard and I liked. And, you know, I played it several times to make sure, um, is, uh, Shadow Boxing. So, um, Parkway Drive is actually an Australian uh, heavy metal band. So they're from Australia, and supposedly, like most of their fans are don't even live in Australia. Like, the most of their fans are in the United States um, because, yeah, uh, nobody in Australia really gets heavy metal. <laughs> Which is interesting, but um, but yeah. So the I, I picked the song, like I said, because you know the the melody spoke to me, the lyrics spoke to me, and it's you know just about somebody shadow boxing and keep going, and you know that uh, that you don't know who I am type of stuff. But yeah, so, so I'm very curious. How did you find this band? Um, I did different heavy metal playlists. So okay, that's yeah. that's all I wanted to know. Um, yeah, yeah. I I I, I wish you would have picked Black Sabbath. I would have been like, <laughs> you're, you're cool. Um, not so cool now. All right. Uh, yeah, I never like. I feel like I'm in the know about a lot of metal bands. Like when I go to record stores, that's one of the first categories. Like are. Uh, genres that I, I gravitate towards. Like, I start flipping through all the metal albums to see if gotcha. I can find something I like. I had never heard of this band before. Okay. Um, eh, again, it's not for me. It's not <laughs> the kind of metal I like. I don't right. like the vocals. I don't like the sound. Um, I'm not a big fan of the name of the band either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it, it doesn't sound very dangerous, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, if I had come across that looking at, at records at the record store i would immediately skip that like who names their band this uh especially a metal band um 
So yeah, I wish you would have. I wish you would have gone with something cooler. Um, I cannot get behind this one at all, and it definitely makes me feel like I'm not a good friend because I should have introduced you to good metal, <laughs> and I feel so bad that I let you down as a friend because you know we had time. I could have shown you. I could have right. made you listen. You um, guided me. <laughs> Dude, just go back and play the Brutal Legend video game. Do that. That's so much better than what you've chosen here. Wait, what, so, what console yeah. is Brutal Legends on again? PS3. PS3. Oh, PS3. PS3. Uh, I, yeah. I've only got the but, PS4 in the one. Damn it. Yeah, but please, I think you can get it through PS now. Uh, but oh, please, really? please go back and play Brutal Legend, and I want you to write down every song... <laughs> That's on that soundtrack, and let that be your introduction to metal history. Okay. <laughs> I like that this game has a soundtrack. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great songs in there, and like, there's even certain scenes from that movie or that game that still play in my head on loop. And uh, there's one in particular where they use Mr. Crowley. Oh, man, so good. Anyway. Nice. I wish you would have picked Mr. Crowley, dude. <laughs> so. Ozzy Osbourne, I, I did go to OzFest once, and yeah. it was nuts. Ozzy yeah. was better back in the day. But, you know, uh, still doing his thing, you know? Yeah. They remind me of a C-grade version of uh, Five Finger. What was it? Five Finger Death Punch? Yeah. Um, or um like kinda like how Bad Wolves is today. <laughs> um, Bad Wolves does yeah. has a really good cover of a Currenberry song. Just saying. Okay. I, I can give you that one. Um outside of that, it's kinda like yeah. I got I, you know what? I, being you, I could understand why you would like this song. One, because it's not screaming at you kind of crazy. Two, because it's got a metal tone to it and there is melody involved in there. There are transitions in it. Um, so I could see why you would pick it just because gotcha. it's like the least frightening toy on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> has, has the least number of blood on it. Right? It doesn't have as much blood. Doesn't have any spikes. You know, if you had to pick up a weapon, that's that's one of those like a slingshot in the corner. <laughs> so I, I I give you that. Um, outside of that, yeah, you should have picked up the bat or or you know the knives or or the blades or the katana or something else. But gotcha. I mean, it's understood. It's all good. I ain't tripping. My people so- in the best either. So. So I yes. didn't have to ask because I was trying to find a metal song. Like, do are most metals guitar leading or bass leading? Because I was trying to find one that I felt was more bass leading, but I couldn't tell. I mean, it's, it's usually guitar. Guitar is king in metal. Yeah, okay. there's bass, bass in metal, but yeah. it's not gonna lead with that. You're gonna you're gonna I, find that in like like you uh, one of your older picks or other picks, uh, uh, Primus. You know, that's that's definitely bass leading, but that's not metal. So, okay. like, different genres will definitely be able to do that. Metal with the bass leading. There's more bass in, like, some of a perfect circle. That's a spinoff of a uh, tool. So, gotcha. like, you're more bass than that. But that's, I don't even think a perfect circle is considered. It's metal, but it's not really. Okay. Not, not in the class of heavy metal. Now, tool is heavy metal. Um, there And there's all kinds of metal bands. So gotcha. Okay. It, they run that, the game. That, you know? that was kind of my thing. For some reason, I had in my head that there was heavy metal that was bass leading, and that's kind of what I kept trying to find, but I didn't find you it. You can hear it in there. It's there. It's not leading with bass. Yeah. You get a drum. You get a lot of drums. You get a lot of drum sequences, and you get a lot of 
heavy solos, heavy lead guitar. Um, yeah, right. Twelve strings in there. I mean, there's like all kinds of like guitar, but not not really the bass so much. Right. So, okay. so like the bass not, is so just the undertone. Literally, what is right. made for is carrying just, it. Undertone, undertones of the songs. For the most part, I mean, you may have four guitars. All of them singing different or licks or octaves, you know, driving in different ways. But very rarely will you hear an actually bass-led heavy metal song. It's almost oxymoron. And it's you can that. hear now Metallica <laughs> okay. did like an orchestra uh, series yeah. where they were doing like live music with the orchestra in the background, and that was like for a short time. I don't even know why they decided to do that, but they're awesome and they do everything. So uh, <laughs> they had like cello and stuff like that they're really heavy bass in some of their songs that they were just replaying and doing for like you know they were doing like their new album and then some of their other stuff but yeah you're not going to hear that in a lot of metal not okay. a lot of heavy metal but drums for sure <laughs> drums. gotcha yeah okay. i mean that's but so like reverence is the name of the album right right reverence is the yeah, name of the so album. parkway drive is a, a radio they're a radio band so like they're, they're like a lot of their stuff's probably radio hits um they're they probably have a fan base but like that fan base is very specific probably to like something i don't know what would drive them you know specifically to this band i'm sure there's something about them that people like but for me it was too radio hit i couldn't really grab gravitate to it okay um i'm not gonna if i'm gonna listen to like a metal band you know this is going to be in the background for me this isn't going to be my top pick gotcha. i'm not saying they're a bad band at all you know they they compose music but um yeah you know it's not 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 my favorite pick for sure okay uh, i guess it doesn't matter where they're from they don't have they can't tell they're from australia but you said they're not from australia no they are from australia oh okay they are from yeah. australia yeah yeah. yeah, and I really quick, yeah. Taj. I wanna, uh, I want to um, plug a docu series um, okay. called Metal Evolution, and okay. uh, it was on VH1, and it is about the evolution of metal, and it breaks up different uh, subgenres of metal as well. And you can learn okay. a lot about the music and about the bands and what each sound was about, and gives you give you examples. If you okay. go watch it next time we see you, I feel like you might be wearing like a blue denim jacket with the patches of all your favorite bands your hair is going to be a lot longer um you're going to be wearing like an iron maiden shirt or a metallica shirt i think it's going to change your life if you watch this docuseries okay not not ever shirt no no please no i mean you can but they're they're a good band but it's not that's not metal man that's not metal Um, definitely if at some point, if we start posting photos on the website, I'm going to, I'll post a photo of me with some metal looking hair. Matter of fact, don't ever bring up Evanescence again. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to pick an Evanescence song, even if it doesn't fit the category next time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Really so, like you, bro. Don't do it. Okay. Evanescence is definitely good, but uh, you don't have to. They're not watch, listening to the show. It's okay. You don't have to say that. Hell, even if they oh, are, but I think I'm it's not gonna say it. But you already don't like my music taste anyway, Brand. So it's cool. 
You know that's, that's not 100 percent somebody we know. We, we see eye to eye about some of the grunge '90s stuff for sure. Right? Not just grunge. I think we I think we see eye to eye on a few things, but yeah, that's right. That's our that's our go to connection right there for sure. So. We we see eye to eye about stuff we grew up with for sure, and then as adults, that's where we started going in different directions about our taste in music. I think right. my collection like is definitely far from what yours is. And I, that's what I appreciate about, appreciate about your collection the most is that like some of the stuff that you have on vinyl, I and mean, I love the fact that it's vinyl. I think that's so cool. Um, don't ever let vinyl go away. It's, uh, it's one of the best sounds out there, but, uh, yeah, mine's like opposite. I have all CDs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, have, I have a lot of CDs too, but I right. definitely think vinyl is the best. I have a few tapes in there too. Um, I don't know if I want to go to those, the like vanilla ice. No. <laughs> All right, so um, I think that does it for side A. We're going to go ahead and pick up the record and flip it and drop the needle on side B. Let's um, toss it like a Frisbee. <laughs> Have it come back like a boomerang, because these guys are from Australia. So, so Good night, Mike. <laughs> so uh, we had some homework given to us. Uh, isn't that correct, Dietrich? Uh, yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> then, I like to put a little shrimp on the barbie <laughs> and, uh, and go from there. Um, so the homework that we're talking about is from a country artist. We're going from one side of the spectrum to the other. Um, so there's a country artist um, who's come out. Uh, he's been around singing since he was a child, born and raised in North Carolina. Um, I actually heard him in 2017 when he dropped his album. Uh, this one's for you. But the album that I picked was probably his biggest album to date, which was uh, his 2019 release, which is What You See Is What You Get. And that's from an uh, artist by the name of Luke Combs. And so here's the reason why I picked him. I could have picked a lot of stuff. I'm just, I'm just being flat out with it. I've got a lot of music swarming around in my head. So much shit that I forgot about half of it. If I just sit up here and pay attention to it and come back and think, Oh, that was a great arm, great artist, great situation. Here's why I like Luke Combs. Luke Combs is, is one of those artists that his lyrical prowess is not up to par. Um, as far as, um, songwriting, but you get the point across when he comes out with it and you know exactly where he's going with it and you know exactly how he's coming from so in my mind in my essence that to me is a good artist because it's somebody that i don't have to go into weeds and dive in to try to figure out what the hell you're talking about you you just come blatantly out with it and i'm perfectly fine um the other reason why i picked him was is because the lead song off of the album was actually one of the songs that i was listening to while um, going through this whole COVID situation, which was beer never broke my heart. Um, I say that because I lost a couple of individuals, uh, to COVID and, you know, I was starting to do a whole lot of drinking and, and kind of stuff. And I was kind of in a down place. And, you know, that song kind of picked me up and made me feel like, you know what? I don't have to be in a down place. Um, because, you know, alcohol is really not the way I need to go. So it kind of worked against the situation. The song is about drinking beer. And to me, it kind of took me off of it and getting back into working out and doing stuff that I needed to do for myself. So I kind of, I, now I, when I listen to that particular song, I use it as an ode to the people that I lost. 
uh, whenever I, I hear it or it comes across my mind, I'll pick up a beer. I'll spur out a little bit for them because I know they'll be drinking with me. And then uh, I go on about my business trying to, trying to live for the folks that are here today. So that's that's my main pick for this particular album. That's my favorite song on the album. I've got a couple of other songs that I like listening to, but I don't want to take anybody else's picks in case anybody actually have one um, because I know it's not going to be the best received album, but it's definitely one that, you know, I, I want to give them props where props is due because whether you like it, whether you love it, whether you hate them, whether you don't like them, he is who he is and he's always going to be that person. And I got to respect somebody like that. So what do y'all think? So, um, okay, I, I'm, I'll go into it. Uh, all right. So here's the, the, the I, it was okay. I liked it in a sense. Uh, I have some album, some song picks on it, but there's some stuff I kind of want to come back to. But if, if I have to go straight into the song picks, um, you know, I, you know, I liked Refrigerator Door. Um, I think my main one is, uh, even though I'm leaving, um, I'm just got a guy with daddy issues. So <laughs> but that's why, like, it, it's not often you have songs about fathers and sons. Um, you know, and, and that one for sure, like, just it, it, that for sure hits home. Um, I'll come back to that when everybody else goes and picks their song, but it, I want to talk about kind of the concept of country and <laughs> where it's, <laughs> where it is nowadays, but, but I'll let everybody else talk specifically about their songs. But yeah. Yeah. We can go there. Yeah. Yeah, I I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, I I'm not the biggest fan of modern country. I I do like older country. You know, I like Hank Williams and I like Outlaw Country. Yeah, I like Waylon Jennings and Merle Haggard. And uh, I would not be surprised if we do a you know favorite uh, choice track Outlaw Country. You know, and I'm totally down for that. Um, the problem I have with a lot of country these days is like I don't even feel like it's necessarily country. It's it's more pop music than anything with a a twangy voice yeah um so the country music a lot for me these days it's like it's it's a parody um a lot of it just sounds exactly the same to me and i'm sure that's not the case but that's just how it comes across because i'm not big into pop country by any means um i i appreciate the 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 talent i appreciate the the musicians um but a lot of times why i i don't get into it is because i don't like that twangy voice you know like it, it all sounds the same to me and i kind of feel like it's no exception with luke combs like i didn't feel like he was that unique to me like it just felt felt very generic um nothing really that special and he he, of course is more talented than i'm ever gonna be as a musician or maybe in life i don't know but um i just the when i think of country music i feel like the lyrics is king in country music um you know like i can i the, the the lyrics i can get behind in country music and i felt like the lyrics were not that special and i know you kind of mentioned that a little bit Diedrich. i think at the beginning mm-hmm. um you know i don't feel like he's that strong a songwriter maybe he will become a better songwriter you know there are and and that's certainly possible um you know he might just need to become more seasoned or, or live a little bit longer you know and and the lyrics will mean more you know um like the old guys you know like merle haggard and waylon jennings like they, they lived a life and you can you can hear it in their music 
Um, for sure. Um, I'm rambling here like I always do. Um, overall, I wasn't really into the album. I couldn't really get into it. I think it's more me than it's him or the music itself. It's just not something that I really gravitate towards. There's sometimes newer country that I really like, you know, and a lot of times the new country I like are ones that remind me of older country. You know, like I'm a huge fan of like Sturgill Simpson. I even like Chris Stapleton, you know, but but I don't really I can't really get behind Luke Combe. Now, that being said, there was one song that I actually really liked. And uh, and I was listening to it again right before we recorded. And and I'm like, I almost got a little choked up listening to it. I'm like, God damn it. You know, like, I don't like you that much. But then this song really hit and it hit like in that moment. And I think that's what I like about some country, man. Like you hear that that right moment, it is going to like scar you or make you cry, you know. And uh, and and the one that I picked, my favorite track was Dear Today. Um, and I like Dear Today. I think that's the name, right? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that song because it starts off like bare bones, you know, like it and 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 it picks up a little bit for sure. Um, but yeah, I just I really like that song, and I I genuinely actually really like that song quite a bit, and and I like the lyrics, and I think that shows me what kind of songwriter he could become or whoever wrote the song um what he could become but i just like how uh you know yeah i like how it just it starts off with just his voice and like an acoustic guitar and then picks up a little bit but um yeah i think that's a good song but overall i'm not the biggest fan of the album understood so. yeah that song definitely hit me too um and and this is what I'm saying. He's he's 32 years old, right? So he still has some living to do, especially in country. Country makes it so to where, as long as you do what you need to do, you can be as old as dust pussy, right? And still be able to carry a, a, a presence where you're at. You can grow old in country and grow old in your experience and grow old in your songwriting. We've seen it with so many different artists before. Like if if um, Reba McIntyre decided to come out and sing a song right now, everybody's going to listen. And it's not because, you know, she's the best singer in the world, but it's because she has so much Asian wisdom and what she's talking about. Then the songwriting is going to come out with it. I think he can be definitely one of those people that will hit that mark. And when he does watch out because, you know, he's definitely going to run with that. But I I agree with you completely. The the songwriting itself for the album as a whole was kind of kind of basic but there is those joints or those little gems in between which you could kind of see where he's coming from where i can't pick that out in other popular country artists right now so i appreciate that yeah what you think Tim? uh so my my uh my take on country i grew up in upstate new york so you think of new york like the big city um you don't think of country really but where i lived was about eight hours north of New York City, right? So closer to Boston, really. Um, my mom was big on country. My dad remarried his wife and kid, uh, her kids, all country. Like, I grew up around country music. Uh, Garth Brooks was one of the big ones when I was in high school. And that's like kind of like my go to um, for country. Reba McIntyre is cool. I like Patsy Cline. I just uh, saw um, 
Dolly Parton live, and that was like phenomenal. Dolly Parton, she has a storytelling that's just unmatched. You can't really. You can't find another country artist like her. Um, you can similar artists, but a lot of a lot of artists probably were influenced by Dolly Parton. This is my opinion, so you know you can take it however you need to. But um, I really like Dolly Parton. I like I do like country. Uh, one of my one of my things about and I think you guys already touched on this. Luke Luke Combs is a great musician. He sounds great. Really good voice. My right off the bat, my pick was Reason. Reasons is something I can relate to more than some of his other songs based on the lyrics. I'm looking at his lyrics, right? And I think a lot of country songs have stories to tell. So Reasons I liked, I just like right off the bat, it's just kind of fun. Um, what's his first line? I don't I don't know why you can't buy wine around here on Sundays. <laughs> why can't you buy wine on Sundays? So, you know, I'm not religious in a way where I follow a religion. I think a lot of country music might have that that kind of theme behind it. Also, like, I don't have kids. And I think um, there's a lot of a lot of that in songs too. Like the family, family, you know, it's cool. Obviously, um, I just can't relate to a lot of the lyrics that Luke Combs has. And that's I actually like I like his voice. I like I kind of was you know it's just funny because I wasn't like I was like oh, I want to hate this country. What are we doing with country? Like this ain't this is a music podcast, but not a country podcast. So I was kind of fighting it a little bit, you know. And then I got into it, I started listening to Luke Combs. I'm like I'm singing along with Luke Combs. What the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, I can't say that I hate it. I definitely... I, I think he's catchy. And I think, Brandon, you said it, like newer countries, not your thing. Like, I probably agree in some respect because of the, the lyrics, the subject matter. Um, he did sing about a lot of the same stuff on this album. Like, you know, I... And the funny thing is, I I'm listening to the album like, wow, this he's like painting the picture for my childhood. I I grew up in a country setting. A lot of the stuff he talks about, I was surrounded by that. Uh, being Mexican American and you know like having like different you know parents with different backgrounds. Obviously, I see both sides. Like my mom's my mom's ancestors were real hillbillies. I saw photos of no shoes up in the sticks. Like I think they lived in like shack type houses. That's like some of my some of my family is like living like that. So I don't know if they are now. I don't know, but that's not what I grew up around. But you know, that's that's that that's some of the stuff that you know to paint a picture. That's that's uh, kind of a background that I that I come from, not grew up with, but you know. So, but like his music is like exactly what I grew up with, and I'm, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like it's very happy go lucky, which is cool. Um, yeah, so I'm on I'm on the fence, fifty fifty with this with this. I hope Luke Combs comes out with some more stuff, like you said. Looking forward to a change in his in his music a little bit. Uh, good artist, and uh, yeah, thanks for sharing, man. Problem. So, Todd, go ahead. Let's kick it off. Okay. So, okay. Here's here's where I'm coming from, and and let me know if I'm off base. So, there was country before rock. Rock came along, and mainly it started as rockabilly, then became rock and roll. Then they kind of split ways, but then after a, after some point in time, 
country reabsorbed rock and roll. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of what's weird because like country, that's kind of where modern country came from. At some point also country then just like, okay. And it's interesting with the two topics you pick because we had heavy metal and country. Both of them have their, you know, iconography, you know, their actual images that each one portrays differently. Country at some point then absorbed religion in with it and so but it's that's what i just wanted to bring up because like country is interesting because like when you say country you kind of know what you're going to get i mean it, it is kind of a wide variety but modern country is very much like <laughs> there'll be dirt <laughs> you know religion there'll be backyards beer you know there's a lot of iconography things that you know people will sing about um th that make it country <laughs> Which is, I think, why some people think that's very repetitive. But and I was one of the thing that that kind of rubs me the wrong way is is that um, and I know I know some you can argue fifty one way fifty the other, but like Lil Nas X uh, song oh, no. that is a country song. I, I don't care what you say. I mean, even if you don't want to have him in the CMAs, just because he he hasn't changed his name like Darius Rucker to a non hip hop name. I mean, he took all the iconography of a country song and made a country song. Yeah, people are up here saying that's not country. <laughs> You're like, it, I don't know. But but I was curious kind of what you guys thought about how modern country has incorporated like all this iconography in it. And I think that's what makes it seem like it's formulaic or repetitive. But yeah. You said little Nas X. Oh, that boy right there. <laughs> Well, what do you think, Dietrich? It's probably based on like uh, like the producers, production companies. Like they shape some of these bands, right? These younger, these younger musicians. They're trying to get into the game. They might be like sort of like I guess like pop. Is there pop country? Yeah, I mean Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor Swift. This is sorry. Go ahead, Tosh. No, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you brought up Taylor Swift, and that was exactly where I was going with it. She's the biggest. Um, like component of what you could put into this situation because when she was country they were saying she was too popish for being country then she decided to cut country off go straight to pop and then they said that's exactly where she belonged but what happened was there was a tier that was set and these other genres were overpowering what you consider country to be so therefore they start bringing in artists that try to combine different genres into one so now you've got um low cash you've got uh florida bama shore you've got um or florida bama line or you've got you know um all these different artists that are coming out that have a whole other sound other than traditional country and it's kind of took it by storm to the fact where you know now and this is the funniest thing about that situation right real country like what brandon was talking about is not meant for you to be on the dance floor kicking up to a line dance it's meant for you to listen to and feel it and feel the lyrics and feel where the person is coming from. This new country that's out in the zone is a mix between hip hop, pop, and whatever kind of uh, catchy tune that you can attach to it with the twang. And I'm not saying it's all bad, but what I am saying is it literally is trying to get you to move to a, a place where original country did not. So the funniest thing to me was going to country bars. Like we're let's not lie, we're in Texas. You got country bars all over the place. The funniest thing that I ever seen going to a country bar 
was if a hip hop song came on, everybody was on the dance floor. It could be Little John. It could be anything. All the girls are on the floor doing their line dance or they're shaking their butts or they're dancing on the ground on somebody and everything is good. And as soon as a uh, what's the name? Luke Walton or or Luke Bryan or whatever other country song come on, the dance floor clears out. And then all of a sudden you've got two or three people actually swinging and two stepping or one stepping or even three stepping to it going around. But everybody else is sitting down consuming beer like crazy. And I always thought that was the craziest thing I've ever seen that you had to adapt other music into your genre in order to to make it popular again. But that's what's happened. And, you know, now you've got other artists that I hear that don't even look like country artists. Like they are literally pop stars, rap stars, whatever you want to call it. And they're just under the tune of country because that's the catch that they can flip in. And that's how I see it. And that's that's kind of a it's kind of a no to where country artists are going because they want to adapt and grow. They don't want to be stuck at the same sound. But what they're doing is they're diluting the sound or the essence of where it came from. And that happens in a lot of, of different genres. You've seen it happen in rock. Now, nowadays, you can't even barely define what a rock song is because they tried to incorporate so many different sounds into it that you know you you really don't understand what that artist is talking about. Hip hop, same thing. They went from being um, everybody being individualized to now every single artist sounds exactly the same because that's the sound that's out here, and they think everybody wants to listen to that. Um, even in reggaeton or other other genres all over the place, everybody is trying to adapt to a popish kind of sound because that's what they think is carrying over to the masses. So there is no more room for originality, so to speak, when it comes to that type of music. Um, will it change up? Will it actually go back to where it's supposed to be? I don't know. But hopefully artists like this one can take that and turn it into where it's supposed to go and you know we might get a better sound out of it moving forward but that's kind of a hard pill to swallow right now man i'm not even gonna lie to you okay <laughs> if i could if so. i could put on five different country songs right now based on artists that are out right now they're gonna sound exactly like the pop songs that i flip on the other side and you can't tell the difference between the two except for the guitar licks in between right so exactly so well there you go (laughs) (laughs) i mean if y'all wrong y'all can chime in on it i'm not the expert by any means i'm just going off of what i see and speaking on my own terms and and how i perceive country music right now because yeah uh, yeah especially when you brought up little niles x i'm like oh hell i knew this was gonna go there when you said that yeah uh, in my 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 own thought was that's not a country song that's that's a country way you know it's got a 22 but it wasn't a country song okay to me that was a hip-hop song on with a western swing so i got you so it so I guess in or we can skip it. I don't know. I was getting I was made that country that ever would have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the the so but I mean what do you and the, this is I'm trying to put it as delicately as possible. Like rock did rock and then you had Christian rock, right? But like it separated religion like you had religious rock and then you had regular rock. Country has fully like it's part of the iconography of country of modern country music now that, mm-hmm. that it has that element. Whether you discuss it or not, it's kind of there. And I didn't know if that's 
I mean, I guess it's kind of always been there, but it's kind of a weird thing to to, to have it there. It's weird when you look at the artists and you can't tell where they're from. If you look at Garth Brooks, you know Garth Brooks is country. Gotcha. You, even if he's singing a song that may be kind of popish or whatever, by his look alone, he's designed as country. Whereas okay. if you look at a newer artist now, they're literally wearing gold chains that literally got grills in their mouth. They literally have, you know, they're wearing Nikes. They're not wearing boots. They're not like they're stepping outside of the bounds of what you think country is. And yet they still represent the genre, but you can't really tell that they're in that genre. Well, gotcha. check out that makes sense. Uh, Taj, check out uh, Dixie Chicks. So they have like they're, they're a country band, but right. they, okay. some of their newer stuff is actually yeah. crossing the barrier between country and like pop rock. Gotcha. So it's going both ways. And I well, and yeah. I heard Miley Cyrus sing country. <sighs> So, I mean, you got, got like, you got across the gambit, right? What, yeah. what are your thoughts on that, Dietrich? You're, <laughs> you responded pretty Why quick, do we so. always go right to Dietrich? I'm sure he doesn't enjoy this. Right? <laughs> I'm not tripping on it. I'm well, really he, not. He responded, and I, I responded because you can't see it's him. Not, but. Really, really yeah. quick, they're also not called the Dixie Chicks anymore. I just want yeah. to, I just want oh, to okay. say that. Are, that's a good they, point. They so just go are, by the Chicks now. They just go by the okay. Chicks, yeah. yeah. There you go. They, they changed their name even, so. Yeah. Well, well, so, just to chime in, like, because I've listened to a couple of albums of Colt Ford, and he's country rap. Like, he's straight up country rap. <laughs> and so, like, it, and I've tried some other artists, but th- that's where, like, you know, there's, yeah. <laughs> but anyways. There's, there's a, a real distinction there when we're talking about artists versus the genres that they represent. Miley Cyrus is all over the place. She's just right. trying to find a hit. So, yeah, I don't consider her one way or another in a situation. Her dad is one thing. Her, no. And even his success was basically like a one-hit wonder type situation. He didn't really get his respect due until later on down the line and it's underground with his respect. So, I don't know, Brenda, what do you think? <laughs> Taj, I don't understand. All these names that you bring up, you've not once mentioned one of the greatest crossover artists of all time, Hootie. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I did. I mentioned Darius Rucker. Oh, did you? Yeah. Sorry, he's just, he's Hootie to me. Yeah, he's Hootie. He's, he's Hootie. Hootie. <laughs> yeah. You can be wherever he wants to be, but he's Hootie to me all the way. All time favorites. <laughs> I guess I missed the Darius Rucker part. I was just waiting for you to say Hootie. Nah, if he wants to be blue, grass he can be whatever he wants to be but he's still gonna be hootie i don't i don't care what anybody says um it's it's just funny how you know this one particular genre that we're talking about is kind of like being picked apart in front of our eyes and go ahead well i was gonna say i think what's interesting especially because the first part of the episode is about metal right and there's many sub-genres of metal country is the same there's many sub-genres of country music but they're all under the same banner of country music like you know like there is country then there's bluegrass and then there's alternative country then there's outlaw country there's christian country there's all sorts of different kind of country music the same like the same with like rock and stuff like that too you know there's so many subgenres of rock i don't know my point exactly but i think what i'm just trying to say is like 
if you want to call country, that's fine. It's just like it's a subgenre of country music, I guess. Gotcha. Okay, so now I have a question for you, Brandon. Um, sorry, Diedrich. Uh, real quick, so what is your favorite country band? Because I know you do like some country, not necessarily the newer stuff, but I was just curious to know because I, I would like to branch out a little bit too. So you know, I I don't know. I mean, art like band or artist? Just like it doesn't matter. Well, right? artist, yeah, yeah, band or artist, yeah. I I, I mean, I I gravitate definitely to like older stuff and and couple of like that always come to mind are names like like Waylon Jennings kind of like I mentioned um Hank Williams uh you know Hank Williams senior not junior you right. know like I really like that the you know the Patsy Cline um you know even Dolly Parton has great songs too and some of her newer stuff right. is not bad by any means I really enjoy that. She had a great bluegrass album in the last 10, 15 years that I really liked too. Oh, Johnny yeah. Cash, um, you know, and, but then you go into like subgenres, which I guess is bluegrass and country two different genres because then you can go into like Ralph Stanley and, um, you know, Old Crow Medicine Show. Like there's just, I, I don't know. Like, one of our I, previous I, episodes. Yeah. I remember that one. That, right. I like Old Crow. That was a really good yeah. take. I just think like from where I'm coming from, like you could tell there's a difference between George Strait and Lady Antebellum. Right. Right. You know yeah. And, like yeah. Al- Alabama and Lady Antebellum are two completely, completely different bands. Yes. And if I had to pick, right. I'm going to go Alabama. If I had to pick between, you know, what we just listened to and George uh, and Garth Brooks, I'm going to pick Garth Brooks. Right. You know, but that that's just like I, I cater more towards that because I feel like that was more country. And what I hear now is just something that's mass produced. And occasionally, occasionally you do get somebody who's unique. And I mentioned him before, and I would love to maybe pick an album by him. But like Sturgill Simpson, I think is amazing. He's amazing. And he blends like the genres together. He's got a great cover of In Bloom by Nirvana. And, and, oh, wow. ha, you that's know, has this like country twang to it, but it's brilliant. And that's the, that's what we need. They, they kind of got hit with the same railroad train as hip hop did and as rock did as well. Whereas now the big companies are coming into play and they're mass producing artists throwing them out there and they all got similar sounds. And it's kind of muddling what the sense of what that actual artistry is supposed to be. I, I think there's, well, I would say yeah. there's a probably a reason why I gravitate towards older music because these are right. the originators, you know? Like, and now it's like you hear something and it's like, oh, you sound a lot like this person before. So why don't I just listen to that person instead, instead of somebody new? Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I totally, I think that's a, a great point. And like, um, when I saw Dolly Parton live recently, I was just blown away. And I, I, I know she's like, she's in her seventies, I believe. Um, but, uh, badass and very old school, but I always go to like my go-to for her is like nine to five. Um, but uh, yeah, like Luke Combs is definitely, I, I would say Luke Combs is a really good artist. I really like the sound, but like you're saying, Brandon, I, I, I would have to agree that I think it's mass produced. If it yeah, it, I, fits I think, a format, yeah. right? For the most part, yeah. But like, okay, like I was saying before, like Dolly Parton, she did an amazing bluegrass album. I double checked the year. It came out in uh, 1999 called The Grass is Blue. And oh, but wow. it's, like, it's nice. bluegrass okay. music, but under the banner of country. She's a country star, but she's doing some bluegrass stuff, you know, like so subgenres of country music. 
like again, I don't know where I'm going with any of this, but yeah. um, you know, check out that for sure. It's really good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, bluegrass is definitely like like you said, old crow medicine show. That was like one of your picks on a, one of our other episodes. I really liked it a lot, actually. Yeah. And that's you know, I, I think I do gravitate to bluegrass probably more than country. But man, I grew like seriously, guys. I grew up in the middle of cow pastures. It was country land. Like everybody was hunting, and they all had something to sing about. Like there was my life could have been a country song. I maybe I will be a country artist someday i don't know what one thing i think is interesting just really quick before we cut off i yeah i want to talk about how like really quick country music is very popular right very popular yes. now right, right. It's, it's a oh, huge yeah. genre but when i was like in i think it was like junior high or high school i remember going to a best buy and i i was looking at albums and one of them was a garth brooks the hits album and oh, i don't yeah. remember nice. if i picked it up or not I, I know I had it eventually, but I remember going to high school the next day and some guy saw me at Best Buy and he's like, I saw you in the country section. What's up with that? Oh, and, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> but I think it's hilarious that, you know, I'm in the country section and I was getting like picked off for being in the country section. And this is back in the 90s. And now country's huge. Yeah. So right? it's OK. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, you make a good point. It's like there is like a stigma behind the country music and the, like what it stands for what you know what what kind of person you are if you're listening to it um it doesn't just because you like an artist doesn't mean that's who you are no and right. exactly and that's no, but, definitely wrong for that yeah that's, that's what i'm saying <laughs> that that's dude. kind of that's kind of like that time period before it absorbed rock because it, it that's kind of the thing once country kind of absorbed rock then that's when it became popular again because I remember that time period right. when when country was looked down upon for sure, you know. And I think then, I, I think I see what you mean. Like it, so, like country like adapted to like a, like the way rock is played. Is that what you're saying, or like this just kind of like? Well, no, because because there was style. There was because when when rockabilly first came out and then early rock and roll came out, like country did stuff really hard to make sure it wasn't like rock. Like it wanted to make sure that you knew it was country and not rock and roll, even though they, right, they right, had right. similar roots. And so then that's where like, you know, then, you know, disco happened, 80s happened, 90s, you know, and then at some point countries like, well, we'll just act like we're rock and roll, <laughs> but be country. <laughs> and that's when it game became popular again, because because it, it just it stopped fighting against rockabilly and it's like let's bring rockabilly back but since nobody's doing rockabilly we'll call it country well rockabilly is so, different than country right am i wrong about that i mean you can maybe make an argument it's a subgenre right yeah well but it could be a subgenre rock it could be a subgenre country i don't know right who cares you like it <laughs> and that's all that matters sure i'm gonna write a song about that yeah yeah we can't hear you man well, we see Dietrich, we can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Dietrich, are you trying to talk? Do you have an opinion? Yeah, he does, but we can't hear him. Dietrich has a lot you to might say. be disconnected, dude. Your headphones might be disconnected. So, yeah, we well, can't. <laughs> if, if we get Dietrich back, he can say the last words here, but maybe we should wrap up. <laughs> we could probably go on and on about this. Unless, True. Dietrich, do you have something to say? Yeah. I think he's still, he's we still. can't hear you. <laughs> What about now? Well, it's, so it's correct, hey, yeah, now we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Technical difficulties. Sorry about that. I was wondering how come everybody kept over talking to me. I'm like, dang, I can't get a word in now. Damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> what you got, man? So say this, yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, would y'all rather listen to Kenny Rogers stuck on you or uh, save a horse, ride a cowboy? You tell me. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a tough one. I got <laughs> the fact that you have to think about it says a lot, man. So yeah, on that note, um, we're gonna go ahead and leave it off. Damon, I think you got homework for us. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, we're we're looking at uh, our my ne- the next episode. My pick is kind of going along with the theme for that, but uh, um, my my pick is based on one of my favorite TV shows, and this was like I believe it was like 2006 that it came out, and the band like the song uh, the theme song for the show is really good. Um, and then I listened to the album, and I was like, whoa, this is a fucking awesome album. I don't think I've ever listened to like any of their other stuff. I don't know if they're even a band anymore. I haven't looked into any other stuff since this album. I bought the album on CD, so I have that physical album, and I have Pandora and all that. But, uh, so the show is Smallville. (laughs) I don't know if anybody watched Smallville, and that was one of my favorite superhero shows. I love superhero shows and movies and all that. So, um, this is a band called Remy Zero. Remy Zero is uh, a pretty badass band, and the album is The Golden Hum. Um, it's really just a badass album. I don't know if, like I said, I haven't listened to the other stuff, so I I don't know if they uh, continue to put out really good stuff, but that's my go-to for Remy Zero. And the song uh, on there, um, Save Me, is that was a theme song for, um, for Smallville. So that's your homework. And don't hate me. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, you can find us on our website of tracetracks.com or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign off. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And all my exes leave in Texas. <laughs> yeah. well, I hope not all of them. All of them? Okay. Um, While well, I lay my head in Tennessee, I'm Dietrich. And uh, you, uh, we're going to pick up the needle. Y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. But uh, yeah, I messed that up. It's all good. You're good.